This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So make sure you're checking out your rope trainer at theropetrainer.com. Give them a look. Uh, again, as you hear each and every week, we have Kurt McNabb that brings you The Rope Report, just giving you a little bit of insight on how to use The Rope Trainer. Uh, also share some insights into his travels and baseball knowledge, training, uh, what it takes to, to, to reach a, a higher level for all athletes out there. Uh, but again, I think uh, the rope trainer is a great place to start as we're trying to protect these young arms from overuse injuries and save some of those bullets for the meaningful situations. Again, I think the ropetrainer.com is something that I know most of my listeners have checked out and are very interested in. So give them a peek and give them some, give them some time to, to sell you a little bit on, uh, on, on the why. Again, I think if you listen to Chris Verna, you're going to be really impressed uh, with the episode we did with the scientific data behind this wonderful device that is designed specifically to help your young player. Don't forget, too, for our softballers out there, they now have the rope trainer and a softball version. So really, really good stuff. Um, excited about the show today. We kind of started off down a new path on last week's show. I uh, had my, my good friend Fish in. as I've had him on before. Just such a great outlook from the parental perspective of all of this with the, the do's and don'ts and the mistakes that we all make from time to time. But uh, always interested to catch his take, and it kind of started us down that path of that great article that Coach Hendrickson shared with me. Uh, when did this become a $15 billion business? Um, you know, the business of baseball sometimes, as I've said, you know, and again, this is all opinion. I think sometimes excuses are convenient for the things that happened to us along our journey. Uh, of course, we want to look at look at it as wasted money and business and, and money grab, a lot of times when things don't work out for us, I think sometimes if we look at things with a level head, we may have had a little more information before we ventured into something and maybe we didn't uh, heed the warnings or or maybe didn't listen to some advice from some people. But, you know, you got to look at these things from beforehand because the business side of it is this. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. People are going to be out there and try to capitalize on the business end. Um, there's nothing wrong with a kid wanting to be the best player he can be. Now, does that guarantee him anything? No, and we all know baseball is a cruel sport when it comes to that. But at the end of the day, I'd like to believe that most people are doing it um, for the experience, um, for their own desires and dreams, and and let the chips fall where they may, just compete and, and, and work hard and, and try to become the best player you can be. That takes money. I mean, there, things aren't free. Um, you can absolutely go about this any way you want, but, you know, bats, gloves, equipment, apparel, traveling – training it's all entered into the equation and it's all made itself into what it is when it comes to youth sports these days and of course that's not limited to baseball it's all sports some of the things that come along in this i can tell you are all done from a business sense at the end of the day because let's face it everybody you know nobody works for free right if you have people that can help you know they have to be compensated for their time well some of the things that come along are done in an effort to enhance uh, the process um, for the betterment of the game and for the betterment of the kids, coaches, everybody involved in it. Uh, I'm excited about today's show because we're actually going to talk about something that I think really fits into that mold, and it's uh, it's affiliated with an organization that I think does a great job when it comes to the wonderful game of baseball, of course, whether it be at the youth level, prep level, and beyond. 
and that is uh, the association with ABCA, which you guys have heard me talk about them before, the American Baseball Coaches Association. Uh, they do a great job. You guys have heard me numerous times talk about the convention that I've been to and I look forward to going to again this year. You know, so many different things you can learn if you go there with the right attitude, of, with an open mind. Of course, new products and things that are involved in that business side that we've talked about that sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. But this is an event that they've gotten involved with um, that I think there was a need for. And actually, I spoke to somebody about the ABCA quite a while back, and it looks like now they've brought it to fruition. And it just so happens that the local arm of this is going to be done with some people that I think a lot of and was able to have one of them come in the studio today. And that is going to be their Barnstormers Clinics, which, again, I've said this once, I'll say it again. You guys have heard me say that I'm fortunate to have Justin Stone on each and every week. If he's ever speaking at a convention and it's somewhere near you, I always say, get there. He's amazing in person. You know, everybody loves to hear from him every week on the show, and I know you guys follow EliteBaseball.tv. But if you can see him in person with the passion and the, and the confidence that he talks about his knowledge of the game, you become almost infected with it, and I think it is important. Well, the gentlemen that are going to be involved in our local barnstorming clinic through the ABCA, or I mean, this list is a, is a who's who of local uh, influencers within the game of baseball that could really take this thing on the road, and they do quite well for themselves. Um, and very excited about today's guest, and we're going to get to him as soon as I do a little uh, shameless plugging here. We want to remind you to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. That is the website where you can catch the current podcast and all the back episodes. We do appreciate all the new me- new members that are coming on board. You know, you guys kind of go back as far as you can and listen to shows. We can tell by the download numbers. I mean, we still get downloads from show the very first show we ever did every week. So we do appreciate that Netflix-style binge listening. So uh, hopefully, you know, some of this stuff can get outdated, but not most of it. Because like I said, I, at the end of the day, it's just great people within the game that are sharing stories and, and ideas. Um, happy to be a part of lineupmedia.fm. We ask you to check them out. They're the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. We could not do the show in such a professional manner without them. My d- producer, Brian Crox, an example you know, he puts this show together and makes it sound like we really know what we're doing. So we do appreciate them as well. Make sure you give them a listen. As far as the show goes, our only ask of you is a couple of things. We're really uh, connected through social media to a lot of people. So our ask is to find us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball. Uh, like our, 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 our Twitter, Twitter page there and follow us around. If you see the show shared through there or see us involved in some conversations you want to jump in, please do so. Same way on Facebook. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk. Follow our Facebook page, and if you ever see anything on there, if you would share it, you know, our ask is that because chances are you obviously have friends on Facebook that are involved in the same great game of baseball as you are, and it's just a way for us to reach all the great people out there. Um, and, again, uh, if you go to our website and you, you do any shopping online, if you could do your shopping through our website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a very small referral. doesn't cost you anything, but it does help us keep the show on the air, and we would greatly appreciate it. And you simply do that by going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Scroll down on the right a little bit. You'll see the Amazon banner. All you got to do is click it. You're done with us. You do your shopping. And like I said, we get a very small referral, but it does help us keep the show on the air. Okay, let's get to this week's guest. I've had him on, uh, I don't know, two or three times, I think so. Um, He's a guy that I've come to know uh, over the years uh, through coaching young kids. Um, You know, he's become a friend for sure. Uh, But I'm impressed each and every year with his his abilities to coach and, and work with kids and teach the game. I think he does it right. There's no doubt about it. We need more people doing it right. And, um, you know, again, he had unbelievable success last year. I know we've talked about uh, my son's um, unbelievable experience of being part of his high school's baseball team, which, 
you know, went to the Final Four at State, won the first game, and then unfortunately, you know, came up a little short in the, in the state championship game. But, you know, I got to be honest, as a guy that had watched those kids and, and always, you know, you always hope for something like that, but, God, it's so hard to do. But to watch the job he did with these guys was absolutely amazing. And, again, it wasn't just that it was my kid. It was that I'd seen most of these kids play since they were eight, nine years old. So it really was an amazing thing to be a part of from a fan perspective, also obviously from a parent's perspective. So um, he's a Hall of Famer here in the state of Illinois already. He has an unbelievable career, um, and he's a young man and uh, only uh, only getting better. So let's welcome in the Edwardsville High School baseball coach, Tim Funkhauser. How are you doing, bud? Uh, good. Thanks for having me, Jim. Well, um, I'm glad you uh, you actually got a hold of me, which was good. Um, I, uh, you know, I've had Jeremy Sheets on before, mm-hmm. you know, like Sheets, they call him. Um, had him on talking about the ABCA, what it does for people, and I know a lot of, a lot of listeners were interested in it only because, again, People are always, and I think it's great, they crave information and they're looking for the right stuff. ABCA is a great starting point. Um, you've been heavily involved in some of the stuff when it comes to coaching uh, uh, associations and things like that. You know, you've jumped in, given of, I don't know where you find the time, <laughs> but, you know, you've given of your time to be on some committees and do some things. You guys through ABCA have come up with this barnstorming clinics, and uh, it's basically a one-day coaching clinic for baseball coaches of all levels. Um the focus on this is amazing. You've got an unbelievable group. I'm going to let you talk a little bit about kind of how it came about and really ultimately what your goal is. And then we can kind of run through it a little bit, and then we're going to try to uh, reach uh, Jeremy and have him on. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for having me today, and we're glad to be able to promote this. Uh, that's why I reached out to you. I know you got a great audience and, and people that crave baseball knowledge. And my uh, baseball experiences from the coaching side started whenever I finished playing. I went back as a grad assistant to Western Illinois and wanted to coach myself. And uh, sure enough, my college coach directed me right towards the ABCA during the wintertime for their uh, their clinic in January. So I went there, and after I came back from there, I spoke with all my friends. I said, this is what I want to do. And it was a great, uh, great place, like you mentioned, to get started and uh, meet a lot of great great baseball people, great people that have influenced other facets of my life as well. But uh, the knowledge that's shared, and I think baseball coaches in per- particular are different from maybe basketball or football, that they, they reach out and share. And this uh, regional barnstorming tour started last year uh, it did it in California. They did it up the coast. Uh, the West Coast, and then this year they brought it towards the Midwest, and it's going to finish up in North Carolina. So I think it's a great concept, and uh, they've got they. I'm, I'm on the back end of it. They got the, the the college guys and the guys that I try to learn from all the time, and I'm on the back end of the the presentations at St. Louis University on uh, September 16th. So uh, it'll be a great event. Well, I want to look at the event itself again. This is a you know, this is an opportunity, if, you know, obviously, you know, my suggestion is going to be quite simple. If you're in the St. Louis area, anywhere within the St. Louis area, this is a must-attend event. Um, it looks like, it, it, you know, registration starts about 7.30 a.m., and it looks like you close out at 4 p.m. Now, that is a full day, but I will assure you, it looks like for a low cost, uh, if you're a, um, I'm assuming if you're a member of ABCA, it's only $25. And if you're a non-ABC member, it's $40? Yes, yes. So, you know, and then they have the ability to, to get you registered for ABCA and you save a few bucks as well. Mm-hmm. But this is an opportunity to really, if you're a coach, and what I like is 
it's not like, okay, this is a high school coaches convention or this is a college uh, level or elite level. This thing is geared. You guys did a good job, and I'm looking at the list here, of having guys that can speak to the guy that's coaching a 10-year-old or coaching an 18-year-old D1 guy. So for me, this is a must-attend event if, and again, what are we always saying here, if you're open-minded and understand that coaches need to be coached, and that's what we've said on this show a thousand times over. I've used myself as the example. You know, fortunately or unfortunately, however we always want to look at it, I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger, not that I was perfect when I was older. But when I opened my mind to listening to and, – and very – now listen, I, not everybody – I consider myself to be extremely lucky. Again, I've been friends with Darren Henderson since the day I was born, literally. And, you know, his rise into the coaching ranks and becoming so good at what he did and then being able to be around him because of our older sons playing together was a blessing. Uh, falling into a situation where I was able to coach Tim's son and then Tim's willingness to be involved as much as he could. I mean, the guy is busy. But, you know, a lot of guys, and I'm proud to say this, a lot of guys may have taken that situation and, and just thought, you know, these guys aren't going to tell me what to do. I'm out here giving my time, and I'm going to do it my way. I really don't care what they say. If you have an open mind and allow these guys, when they can be, to be a part of this, you just might learn something, and that's kind of what the show's based off of. Again, Mike Matheny's thoughts on it, Cal Ripkins as well. This is an opportunity to show up and listen to some guys, and some of these guys – past players like obviously there's a there's a guy on here you know quite well you're good friends with Darren as well there's a young up and coming division one baseball coach that I know is very well thought of by our own Justin Stone this is quite an an assortment of guys so let's go through that sure and and mention it a little bit so we're going to start very simple it's at Slough University baseball field correct Tim yes St. Louis University and it's right on campus and it'll be on their their playing surface and uh, it's a very interactive approach where the the coaches have the freedom to take guys down to the bullpen take player or take the all the coaches out on the mound there'll be players demonstrating so there's a lot of flexibility i've i've followed through uh twitter or different uh sheets that that does a great job with social media being able to promote the uh what's going on at the different events and it's been held across the the country already but uh i've seen the different segments and it's just a great atmosphere um so I look on here. So it looks like a 7.30 a.m. registration. And the St. Louis facility is awesome, by the way. Darren did a great job, raised some funds. They have a turf mm-hmm. complex now. Uh, my son happened to play over there for a, a combine thing two weeks ago through the Pirates. It was a great day. It's a phenomenal setting, beautiful area, and it's right down. I mean, lots of stuff to do. So really, you know, that's the other thing. If you're not right here locally in St. Louis, this is worth your trip. I mean, you can come in, spend the day here. If you stay the night one way or the other, there's things to do because it's right downtown. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a beautiful setting. But, you know, I'm looking at the list, and, and I love the stuff like this. So, for instance, you guys register. Then you have the welcome meet and greet and an ABCA introduction. Now, will Sheets be here for something like this? Yes. Or? He actually is yeah. coming. Okay, yeah. great. That's excellent. He's Unless a, he throws me a curveball and tells us later he's not. But <laughs> You're I think in charge. He's, he's, like well, that? I'm not. I'm I'm just one of the uh, the speakers, <laughs> but he's, he's the man in charge. Well, um. So I look at this, and see, I love stuff like this right off the bat. Darren Hendrickson's been on our show numerous times, as you have, and he's such a passionate guy about where, and again, not derogatory-wise, but just reality-wise. He's, you know, he's a dad, he's a coach, who has to coach college players that come from high school and come from travel programs, and then he's out recruiting these guys as well, and he's seen his own kid. And I know one of the things that drives him absolutely crazy is, and again, this isn't a bad thing because all kids are different, but, you know, he just, he's caught in that, 
yeah, the kid throws it 100 miles an hour, but can he throw a strike? Mm -hmm. You know, Darren's like, I, you know, that's a tough thing because what do you do? And right away, helping pitchers throw quality strikes is – I would pay money just to hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, he is so passionate about pitching. Yes. You know, the right way, healthy way, things like that. So, you know, that would be worth its weight in gold right there. This, this uh, next speaker is a guy that I mentioned. Uh, Justin Stone's a big fan of his, knows him from his days up, up his way. Uh, he tells me this guy is just one of the best up-and-coming young coaches. That's Sean Lyons, mm -hmm. who's at Southern Illinois University right here in Edwardsville mm -hmm. now. Developing your offensive philosophy and drills to implement. Um, would, now, you know Sean. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, I'm fortunate. I've heard Darren speak several times about uh, pitching, and it's always great to, and it'll be great to have him lead off it because he can captivate an audience and and also relate to the level that the audience is on, so it can be applicable to them. And uh, Sean Lyons, I get to cheat every once in a while and buzz out to SIUE, which is just five <laughs> minutes away from my work or eight minutes away from my house and uh, I've already been out this fall and just watched 15 minutes or I, I watched about an hour I guess but uh, sometimes I'll just buzz out there when I have a half hour after school or or some downtime and just watch what they're doing and uh, he, it just he approaches the game the right way and and you can tell his players respect him and he's got great knowledge and and he I tell I told him just like what this event's going to be about is learning. And I said, I'm just out there. I picked up two or three different things or even reinforced some things that, that I, I, I do with our guys. Uh, come springtime, it'll be uh, good to be able to utilize them. Yeah, he's a, he's a great uh, – Justin says he's an unbelievable recruiter, just really good communicator and, and great with the family. So. Yeah, he, they played together at Eastern, and then uh, Sean was a, a coach at Eastern and then left to Bradley, and I got to know him just – whenever he was on the recruiting circuit it was just always great being personable with you and uh you could tell he, he had a passion for the game and for kids and um it was uh it was a, a great opportunity at SIUE and and I expect him to do uh good things and he's already started that yeah it's Justin's like you just watch SIUE you'll be at the mm -hmm. top here before long the next guy I'm not familiar with Bill Kirch at head coach at Webster Kirk, yep Kirk, it's yep. Kirk okay Kirk, Kirk. yep yeah, Coach Kirk does a great job as well as Coach Brady, who we'll talk about next. They've been uh, staples in the area. Coach Brady's been around for a long time, and and uh, we've had a, a couple players play at UMSL, uh, where Coach Brady is. And uh, Coach Kirk, we haven't had anybody recently uh, be over at Webster, but those guys are uh, out in the trail of the recruiting circuit. And, and uh, I see Bill uh, during the summertime uh, stop by our field to see different guys and uh, just a great guy, and I'm I'm interested to to pick their brain. They're they're lo they're a little farther than SIUE, and I've been out to see uh, see Darren's uh, practice one time whenever he, uh, he started at SLU. So um, I haven't been over uh, their way yet, but um, always always look forward to uh, picking brains and also uh, just seeking knowledge. You know, you mentioned Jim Brady. He needs no introduction. He's a legendary guy in Missouri. He's done. He's had some unbelievable runs over at Umsol and, and and does a great job over there with their program. He'll be talking about infield play, attacking ground balls. That's just the morning. And again, what I like about this is really this is a clinic for you to come in and actually learn how to do some things that are fundamentally part of the game and learn. Going to take a lunch break. After lunch break, a guy that you're probably very familiar with, um, the new head coach at McKendry, Danny Jackson. What's interesting is I saw. Um, 
you know, you see Danny Jackson, and the first word I saw on the bottom thing was power, <laughs> which uh, we all know that his power was pretty legendary. And I mean, yeah. you've got a new legendary power guy there, and a friend of ours in Drake Westcott. But yeah. uh, I know some people have tried to compare Drake to Danny. But um, outfield play, power of shagging, and change of direction drills. Uh, you know, just real quick, you want to touch on Danny and, and his young coaching career? Yeah, he uh, he's he's got a a lot of energy. Uh, going at McKendry and and they've brought in a, a lot of good players and and uh, I know one of our players Andrew Jancic is is now starting the fall with them there and he's excited about getting started they've they've done some things they've resurfaced their infield over the last year and a half and and he's bring a lot of energy to to the uh, the program and and expect great things and I've I've saw Danny at our field in particular during uh, the summer on 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 us playing. And also uh, just other club tournaments, so um, he's definitely bringing in players and and will be impactful. And and hearing him talk about outfield will be uh, great great knowledge to be passed on to everybody. And and uh, you can tell he really a- approaches the game in a mature way. And and um, every time you you hear him speak, he's talking about he, he includes like the mental part of the game. Uh, and I think he has a lot of that. Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm getting older from the standpoint of being at 45, but he's a younger guy that also understands the the edge that the guy needs to play at, but also the enjoyment and and controlling the positive thoughts. And I think he does a, he does a, he he does a great job of that. Well, then you uh, follow up your your former player there, and you're going to talk about practice organization, up tempo teaching. You know, I was going to say I see that, and you know, it's funny. One of my first memories of you was. Um, sitting in our dugout at a game like you know you would help when you could and I remember one time I, we were coaching and there was some stuff going on and you were sitting on the on the bench and I looked over and you had these notes out and you were basically doing a practice plan I'll never forget it and I'm sitting there going here we are coaching we were out of town actually I don't know if you remember this or not but you were putting together a plan and I'm and the first thing that went through my head was now I know and I think at a time our kids may have been like 10, 11, but I remember sitting there going here I am 10, 11. I I'm lucky to get them once a week because all the games you know it seems like you play, and you know I know I don't even have a plan for once a week and here you are putting a plan together every day. I mean it's something I know that enhances the ability to teach. You know I I don't I I just I can't imagine the difference it makes for kids when they have a practice plan versus just show up and do whatever. Yeah I. I Whenever when I was that young coach and I went and saw the uh, the baseball playbook that Ron Polk put together and some people referred to it as the baseball Bible, but uh, I looked at how detailed he was and realized how scatterbrained I was and and over the years I've tried to refine that more but um, I just I like to get my mind right as well as be able to have it posted for the players so they have a a defined uh, structure of what's ahead. And over the years, I've tried. I think I've got better with that, and that's a definite area where I analyzed my own uh, coaching. That was a definitely an area that I wanted to to be able to get better and run it like a a football practice of of being on time schedule. And and uh, I haven't defined everything within my my section that I'll talk about, but it's going to be main, mainly just up tempo teaching progressions, and I'll. I'll look what everybody else is specifically talking on to make sure I'm not hitting the same things. But uh, to be able to talk about, like, within our practice schedule, we usually have, um, like, introdu- introduction or or um, kind of a, um, a vision of what, what reminders. 
and what what's ahead of us for the day or the next couple days. And then we go ahead and usually do some type of warm-up, base running, and then uh, throwing progression and then individual defense, team defense, team and individual offense, and then we compete in some realm. And that's kind of our usual practice schedule. So what I was going to do within this was just pull uh, maybe a drill from each area, or there's, there's 50 minutes allotted, 45 minutes allotted. So um, I'm guessing I'll probably pick two or three of those areas that aren't touched in in the previous speakers, and uh, hopefully somebody can grab something or at least light the fire for uh, uh, ideas. Well, you know, it's amazing. I don't. I know you do, but I don't know that people understand the the role that that plays in a young player's, I guess, going forward the way they work. Because, I mean, you know, I watched my son this summer travel, and he would – when he would get loose, he would do the throwing progressions that, that he did playing for the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else was doing it, but he would do it. And the kid he'd play catch with, if he was playing, there was a couple of Edwardsville kids on the team. If they were playing catch together, they would do them. Mm-hmm. But if he was on the on a team that didn't have any of those other kids, they would they would just play catch, and he's over there doing his stuff. And, right. you know, the influence that it has on a kid that, that he wants to do it, I, I think it's so important. And I don't know that if – I know young coaches kind of probably take it for granted. And, again, I – for a lot of young coaches out there, you're just trying to corral them up and do whatever. But there's a lot of young coaches out there that are coaching what you may call high-level teams and have kids that have the ability to do some of this. So why not let them do it instead of being scattered? So, mm-hmm. again, I think that, you know, I, I saw it firsthand with my own son. And, and you know, you know him too. You've known mm-hmm. him since he was seven, six, seven years old. I mean, he can be a little all over the place. But it was amazing how that seemed to be ingrained in him a little bit. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think structure is good. I also think that people learn – like what their own habits and their own routine. So if you watch a major, if you watch a college team, most of the guys are going to stare at the bat and get a, a plan and a game plan so they, they stay mentally sharp. And when you see a big leaguer, they've already established their own and they're doing the, the similar thing that works for them. And I think particularly at the age group that I'm usually working at with the, with the 16 to 18-year-old or 15 to 18-year-old and then sometimes younger at camps or on youth teams, um, I think trying to create that and then having the freedom to figure out what works for them is, is always a balance. But I think um, structuring something to get their mindset right is, is a great path. Well, it's the influence you have. And you better be careful, too, because Logan has decided I think he wants to be a teacher and a baseball coach. So, there you go. <laughs> so, so you might be Uh-oh. you might be in big trouble. You may have really uh, messed, up some, messed up some people there. <laughs> uh, last and uh, not least, and I'm familiar with this, it's brought to you by Blast Baseball, correct? They're one of the sponsors of this mm-hmm. event. So they're going to do a little, uh, a little um, presentation, I'm sure, at 310. Just talking about leveraging technology to strengthen a program. Uh, I firsthand see this. Uh, Rick Strickland's part of the Blast team. He puts it on. All his players are registered through there. The stuff that they can monitor with this is amazing. And, you know, in a day and age where everybody's hearing now launch angle, uh, exit speed, bat speed, you know, they can tell if they're connect. you know. The stuff you can tell from this is amazing. Now, I always say that you got to know how to use it mm-hmm. and how to work within it, but – you know, you're a guy that has been doing this a long time now. If you want to just briefly for a second touch on the technology and how it's changed a little bit for you. Well, I'll, I'll be one of the ones that will be definitely sitting there with a chair trying to listen and take notes. And, and uh, over the years, I've tried to continue to expand my horizons, and technology is, 
is becoming more and more prevalent in the game, and everybody's watched major league games and see stat cast and everything that's going on and and uh, track man and everything um, all the different technology companies but um, I've been uh, I've been one to uh, I, I haven't probably gone out there as far I know that there's uh, like exit velocity and and those things can be important and I'm looking forward to seeing how I can integrate a lot of those and it and I think there's there's definite truth to the uh, the launch angle and the importance of it, and I'm interested to see how that applies to our age level. And um, we obviously we we want our guys hitting line drives, and if they can hit line drives in the air that carry into the gaps or over the outfielders' heads or even over the fence on occasion, that's what we want. We're not really looking forward to the guy that hits 150 and hits three home runs a year, but he had his launch angle and the other uh, 50 balls that he got went to the warning track or on the, to the, the uh, infield that he missed. But just like you had mentioned about Darren wanting the guy that throws 90 or hundred miles an hour and throws strikes. We want the guy that's able to hit line drives. And if they're, uh, they're strong enough or they have enough bat speed that if they get under a ball a little more than, than uh, that, that's a good, um, uh, that ball travels. So I had a chance to um, hear uh, uh, the Cubs hitting coach and, and followed him for years uh, too. But I was uh, able to see some of the things that he talked about even without the specifics of all the analytics, but just using a net from a certain angle. And we kind of use that more in particular as far as if we're hitting indoors, whether it's in a cage or an open area or also outdoors, this is where your ball should be going. So it's the same type of thing without some of the, uh, the the direct analytics, but I'm looking forward to venturing in that area and giving it a try just like anything else you do because I, I, you want to expand your horizons and make it applicable to the, the generation or everybody's looking for productive players, however you get there. Yeah, my, my first uh, go-around with it was it was probably a year and a half ago, so Logan was probably right at that 14 mark, and – he strapped him up to it, and it was when you started realizing that most people were swinging at a downward angle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you're like, how can I – I don't – you don't realize it, whatever. And so, you know, Logan probably got broke down over the course of about two months learning how to swing at a positive angle. So, you know, and they do all this stuff so that they can exaggerate it so that you can get feel, right? So they spend all this time doing this, and then when they really break the numbers down, I listened to Rick explain to Logan that his optimum launch angle was between 10 and 15 while other kids are, are 20, 25, him explaining to Logan that if you go much more than 15, you're going to hit a lot of outs. Right. You know, and, and sitting there watching somebody explain this to a normal 14-year-old, well, it might be okay, but knowing my son, it was like he's just sitting there looking at him like, okay, so you spent all this time teaching me to, to, to swing up, and now you're telling me to not swing so up. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So, you know, the guys that can utilize the information and then do repetitive stuff to teach the kids, it does have benefit. Uh, right. to some degree. Now, again, like I mentioned at the beginning, this stuff isn't for everybody. I mean, some kids aren't there yet. Some kids, fortunately or unfortunately, don't have the ability or, or the or the resources, but there is a place for it. And if it's utilized properly and correctly, I think we have something there to learn from. And again, it's just something to learn. And there's other products as well that, that, that kind of do the same thing, but I know Blast is a good one. They are. And and I, I've, I've purchased the... Uh, the uh, the bat or the the I forget what the instrument is called on the end of the bat, but zap. I, yeah, yep. that zap and and uh, 
Blast Motion has theirs, and uh, everything that they have within it. Uh, those those are interesting things. So I'm looking forward to expanding knowledge because I think there is uh, definitely kids are um, more turned on to to seeking how they can get better, and the the uh, the analytics are a different pathway for that. Well, the video angle and the, and the technology is mm-hmm. just taking it to another level. Well, then we finish out with an ABCA closing. And on that note, why don't we go ahead and go to the member of the ABCA, uh, Coach Sheets. Sheets, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Jim? How are you, sir? Uh, doing great. Living a little dream here in Greensboro, North Carolina, ready to hit the road and get this Barnstormers tour bus fired up again. Well, in the in the small world section of our show, uh, Coach Funkhauser here, uh, uh, contacts yep. me about the ABCA Barnstormers Clinic and says, "Hey, do you know this Sheets guy?" And I said, "Yes, I do." Unfortunately, but unfortunately, so no. You know, I was telling Tim that this is kind of a full circle thing here. When you and I had last talked on the show, this was a something yep. you guys were going to start, and if it went well, you were going to expand on it. That's and right. It looks like you've uh, it looks like you're bringing this to my uh, wonderful Midwest. That's a fact. Yeah, we we kicked off. That is about right. The timing of it, we decided to really go and attack this thing and stop talking about it and really put, you know, some actions into play. And so we ended up doing six events out West. We hit uh, cities that we felt like were pulled towards Anaheim or Anaheim convention last year. And I just, you know, we got back and I sat on it and thought about it and I knew there'd be some sacrifice to it, but you know, and look, we, as we talk, Jim, and as Funk knows as a member, I think we need to do a much better job of being more active and more visible and, as, a, as an association, not expecting everyone to always pick up and come to Anaheim or come to Indianapolis this year and, and see us once a year, let's get out of our office and go to their backyard and give them no excuse for having ties to ABCA. So uh, up to 20 events, so 10 weekends, and mainly this year centered, as you said, Jim, around the Midwest in a hope to really pull inward towards Indianapolis. We expect this to be our biggest convention ever. We're planning for over 6,000 coaches to show up with us and so uh yeah we're at, almost at the midway point when we get through september we'll be at the exact midway point of this fall tour and looks like something that we'll do each year with about 20 events uh, on the slate yeah i'm looking forward to this year's uh association you you know i don't fly so you left me out of last <laughs> year's in beautiful anaheim but this <laughs> year you yeah. guys are more centrally located where are you at this year yeah we're downtown indianapolis we're downtown at the marriott any convention center and it's, it's just an awesome, uh, couldn't be a better setup for us in terms of the space and uh, what we have available, the adjoining hotels. As you guys uh, may know, the, the Indian Convention Center is actually underground, but it's all connected through breezeways, and you never have to get out in that gorgeous Indianapolis January weather. <laughs> you could stay warm and, and get to your clinics and get to your hotel room all at the same time. Hey, uh, nothing better, though, a guy that don't fly than wonderful Indianapolis, let me tell you, when you're coming That's a from fact. this area. <laughs> well, this event that, that, that you guys are putting on here locally, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, 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 the list of speakers is, is absolutely amazing. A lot of local guys that this flavor should uh, yep. be recognized by anybody that's, that's been around in this area for a while. So I'm assuming that's kind of what you've been doing. Uh, a lot of local guys involved in the community uh, when they hit out there and then just try to reach out through the community that way. That is a hundred percent. it. I think anytime you go into someone's backyard, if you don't pay homage to the guys that are in that area, I think you've completely missed the boat. So you go through the 20 cities that are on this year's Midwest tour. And we basically pinpoint all those cities, do a radius, and I'll look at guys that have been members throughout the year and been loyal to our association. But more importantly, 
I'll look for the guys that are the best teaching professionals that we can find. And so we've done that inside each city. And if you look at all the speaker lists, every city is going to have great clinicians, but also just the, the surrounding either great high school coaches or college coaches that have been successful that, you know, again, when we put our format together, we want to make sure we're covering as many topics as we can. We don't want out of the seven clinics, we don't want six of them to be about hitting. So we look for guys that, you know, can cover an infield play, can cover an outfield play, a practice planning, a pitching, catching. And uh, we've done that on every spot. And it's just been, you know, for, I feel like I'm the most unluckiest guy on earth because I get to go to every <laughs> single one of these. and I get to hear 140 yeah, different clinics. You know, it's a pretty neat scenario. But <laughs> Did you hear Tim volunteer? In the community. <laughs> Did you hear Tim just yeah. volunteer to go to all of them? I think he's up. Absolutely. Go. I'll take him with me. My wife's always encouraged me to get away. <laughs> get away from the house and see, seek more baseball. Yeah, I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, that's just what like I was thinking. Is. That's what I was thinking is that you look through your list of the local guys and thought, who are the seven suckers I can get to come out on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> and talk to all the know-it-all hey, coaches out there. I, I tell you what, you better. all these speakers better be praying for me and my family because I have to look at my wife and kid every week, weekend and go, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm heading back on the road again, um, which I think she might enjoy after a while. Well, you know, and the thing is, and, you know, we've talked about it on this show, and, again, it almost is like beating a, beating a drum. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a coach and you're willing to be coached, there's an opportunity for you That's to right. always get better. And, you know, I, Tim probably doesn't know this. I use him as an example on here all the time. I the very first convention I went to was the uh, Illinois was the uh, the one at over at uh, St. Louis. Was that the yeah. Illinois coaches? National high school. Oh, that was National High School yep. coaches. And I was okay. over there with Justin Stone. Uh, mm-hmm. We were sharing a booth together and and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't even know Tim was coming. But you know I'm in the front of the room with Justin on the right, and they're preparing for the thing. And I turn around, and I see Tim, and he looks like he's in school. I mean, he's got his yeah. he's got his notepads out. He's got all these papers. He's got an iPad and he's recording stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. this is one of the best coaches I know, and he's in here, and he's not just in here listening. I mean, he's in here trying to get better. And then I looked around that's the room, right. and that's when I noticed it. I started seeing all these guys there doing it. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's, a, there's no wonder why these guys are real coaches. And, again, I understand that at 9 and 10 and 12, you may not be a paid coach, although some might be. Um, but, man, there's yeah. an opportunity for you to, to take this a little more serious because I always say you never know when you might impact somebody, whether it be within the game or personally. So I think it's something that should be taken serious. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about, besides the barnstorming clinic, um, mm-hmm. Tim was telling me, and I heard you guys talking, this year at the ABCA you guys are going to do something a little bit different. You're going to have some breakout sessions for youth coaches? We are, yeah. We're, we're expanding in a lot of different ways. I think uh, – to give you the quick you know, snapshot of it is for the longest time, if, if you don't know the history of ABCA, we were a college coaches only association up and through the 70s. Then we allowed high school coaches in. And to be honest, we haven't been very good for youth coaches. And so we're trying to make amends for that and do more. We've been approached by the loyal youth coaches and travel coaches inside of our association and said, look, we'd, we'd love for you to do more for us. And, and so we've, we've answered that call. We actually hired a a full-time employee in office that is a youth high school travel liaison. Andrew Bartman has been here a couple weeks and already hit the ground running. So we actually have a full-time staffer inside the national office. And then, like you mentioned, at the Indy Convention, we're taking Saturday, and they can attend the first two clinics because they're going to hear a championship coach and then our ethics speaker. And then they get a chance to come into our, our youth clinic area and we've got nothing but youth clinics lined up for them that are specific to you know their material, stuff that, that is – 
absolutely applicable to them leaving this event and walking into their practice and taking the drills that they learned and move them right into their practice plans. And so we want to make a sincere effort and a concerted effort to be better for youth coaches and and do more to bring value inside their membership and uh, bring more value to their attendance at our events. And so, yeah, yeah, I think you're going to see a new look ABCA as we keep moving forward and growing and, and working to be better for the game. Yeah, that was another thing that you and I talked about when you first came on. You guys recognized the need to become more involved and wanted to in the game of youth That's baseball. Right. I mean, I think, again, I went, you know, obviously my first one was was the one I went to in Nashville, and I mm-hmm. remember walking around the room thinking, this isn't just for you know for the prep guys and the college guys. I mean, as a youth coach, there was all kinds of stuff in there I was interested in, and you know. Some of the stuff I'm sure my parents weren't interested in that I was interested in. I really liked all the trips and all that kind of stuff you could take your team on. But, I mean, when it comes to new equipment and and training aids and things like that, as a youth coach, you're always thinking about that stuff because, you know, you're trying to make it fun, but yet you're also not trying to short your kids. You're trying to use your resources, and, you know, you have limited amount of resources. There's a lot that can be learned regardless of what level you are there. And, again, I think this breakout session thing is great. My encouragement to everybody out there would be to simply go to www.abca.org you can learn a whole mm-hmm. lot about the American Baseball Coaches Association. There's a lot of tabs at the top. As far as for today's conversation, there if you scroll down about halfway, you'll see uh, some information about the events that they run, and obviously there's a, there's a tab for the annual convention. But there's also one for the Barnstormers Clinics. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. learn more, I'm sure, as I'm, as I'm going there kind of now, you can learn a whole lot more. And, yes, I, was, uh, I, I like to assume some things, but this time I was actually right. You can kind of get on here and see when a Barnstormers Clinic is going to be in your area. As I look on That's here, right. I see that you guys, uh, right around the same time, you're going to be here. You're also going to be in Louisville. Um, why don't you talk mm-hmm. about your schedule a little bit and kind of where that's going? Yeah, so uh, we've gotten through August. I had three straight weeks to kick this thing off. We went to uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, right outside Omaha. We went to South Dakota, uh, Michigan State, uh, Dayton, Ohio, Wright State. Went to Chicago, went to Peoria. And now we're at the point where this weekend we're staring down Louisville and Cincinnati and the following weekend coming to you guys, St. Louis and Columbia. And again, that kind of the first half of this tour will be done after the month of September. And then we've got uh, five more weekends planned, hitting Indiana a couple times, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Kansas, back to Omaha, to Nashville, to Memphis. And then we wrap it up. Our national office here in Greensboro, we go to Duke, uh, which is about an hour away, and then down to South Carolina to wrap up our tour. And just to give you a, another a glimpse of this thing, that next year we're really going national with this entire tour so i've already got some uh, locations and some cities that we're hitting but our convention being in dallas but we want to get back to some of the places that have been really good to us we've got a great situation there out in san francisco we've had great response from seattle we've never touched boston and new york you know so i think you're going to see a more national approach but again it's all from the standpoint of we cannot just expect everyone to always make plans that first week in january we got to do something different outside that schedule make us more relevant throughout the 12 months and come to their backyard and give them no excuse for learning and growing. Well, again, I love to hear you say that because the show was built on that exact premise right there. I mean, you should always Absolutely. be learning, always growing. Um, you know, nobody knows everything. I, I, I say this with the most unfortunate voice. I personally deal with a large amount of, of youth coaches here locally, and, you know, we've tried to run some coaches' clinics, and, you know, the sad part is they've went away. I mean, just too many coaches. No, listen, I understand mm-hmm. a lot of guys are busy. I get that, but mm-hmm. there's no yeah. excuse when you have an, a, an arrangement of guys willing to give of their time and speak to go out and, and try to get a little bit better. I, I'm sorry, we, we don't know it all. 
the guy sitting across from me, you across the phone from us, uh, you yeah. know, the, the best coaches in the world. The, that's what makes them great is they're not going to sit there and tell you they know it all and or they know enough. You, you know, everybody's that's trying right. to get better. So I know I appreciate what you're doing. When I saw this, I thought this is obviously done with organization. It's done with first class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to be a quality event. Uh, you know, it looks like you've leaned on uh, on Timmy over here. And I had asked him if you were coming, and he said, yeah, unless he hasn't uh, told me that yet. And I said, well, you'll be in charge if he doesn't come. So. You, you, uh, you know, everybody can't believe that I'm out those weekends. But, you know, again, when you – that's my role. My role, is, as Jim, we talked before, as ambassador or, you know, getting out, being the, the former coach that's, that's in the office. Well, I want to get out of the office. I'm craving to get back and – put my toes back in the dirt so I, I for this it's awesome for me to get back and mingle with coaches on their terms and uh, be at the ballpark and mix it up and again as a former coach I'm sitting there taking notes myself I'm listening and I make sure I get a copy of all the the, uh, the plans that they hand out the handouts because I'm trying to learn as well and I think that's to your point and the mission of your show and obviously ABCA is uh, the point you made earlier if you're not learning you're dying and that's the sad part is I think there's so many coaches that lean on maybe what they were taught in high school or what they just assume that they know. And we have to stay current, and we have to continue to challenge what we think we know because we'll never have this thing figured out. There will always be a new way to teach or a new way to say it, and uh, that's certainly a mission behind what this is, is to keep guys current, keep them challenging, and hopefully, man, change the game of baseball and keep it growing. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking here that uh, youth baseball talk may have to come over that day and kind of cover the event, maybe take some uh... – Sure. Take maybe pop a few interviews and maybe put a show together on the event. Maybe maybe uh, you know put it down on on tape a little bit and, and share it with our listeners and let them know what they can expect because you know this isn't something that's going to be a one time deal with you guys. I'm pretty sure if people want to learn about the right. event, maybe we can you know for those that can't make it, maybe we can walk them through what really goes on and and, and entice them a little bit to, to make the time and effort for it next time. That'd be outstanding, and you'll see, man. Whether it's a uh, hundred guys or ten guys. Those guys are going to get better, and that's one thing we don't shortchange is the content and the mission. And uh, we'd love to have you out, Jim. We'd be more than happy to to accommodate, and make sure that you've got your your ducks in a row to promote the event, but also just really see it for itself. I think until I'm excited for Funk to see it for what it is. Oh, I think yeah. the loyal guy when you when you actually see what this looks like and feels like, and you actually see the there's a real transcendent effect that's that's so much outside just that one day of learning. There's, there's relationships being birthed out of this. There's, I told the guy at every event, Funk, you'll hear me say this, I really, in my heart of hearts, I think there's somebody's best man sitting in the seats with them, and they don't know it yet. And it's, but it's a matter of us getting up and getting them to shake hands, getting them to talk, getting them to, to communicate, but more importantly, getting them to just grow inside this community. And uh, it's a special thing. It really is a really cool aspect of what we're doing, and we're excited about where it's going. Well, I can tell you, I, I appreciate you being on and taking time. I know how busy you are. You're always doing something. You're about as busy as, as you can get with all this. But, um, but again, this is, a, this is a quality event. I have no doubts it's going to be run correctly, and the information is going to be second to none. So, again, I can't, uh, I can't encourage our listeners enough. Like I said, if you're in the St. Louis area, this is a must-attend event. If you're outside the St. Louis area, it's worth either coming to this one or simply by ho- hopping on the website there, finding one that's close to you, get yourself registered, Take the time. It's going to be done right. On that note, two sheets, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about where all they can follow what's going on with ABCA, you know, the old social media rounds, if you will. Absolutely. Okay. So, like you mentioned earlier, our main website, abca.org, if you start there, you're not going to miss anything. But if you want to get specific to what's going on, our membership, we just opened up a brand-new membership year. It's only $45. 
Uh, I view it, and I think we really try and change the perspective of this. We're the world's largest baseball coaches fraternity. And so for 45 bucks, we give you a ton of membership benefits to be part of what we're doing. That's abca.org slash apply. Uh, the convention uh, information that you're looking for for Indianapolis, abca.org slash convention. Uh, and then for the clinics, the Barnstormers, abca.org slash clinics. Now for social media, we're actually doing our, our, our followers a pretty big favor here. Guys that can attend our event, if you're following us on Twitter at abca1945, Every clinic that we do, we also post a vignette video from every speaker. Uh, we always hashtag that with ABCA Clinics. And so even after the event, you could search ABCA Clinics. You could hit, hit latest and scroll back through and follow the day as it went uh, on social media. And then we also post all those videos and all those speakers to our Facebook page, American Baseball Coaches Association. So you clue into those things, you won't miss a beat. Wow. Well, I, I can speak as a member. Um, I, I talked to Jim earlier about it, how I was a grad assistant at Western Illinois and, and my, uh, head coach directed me in that direction right off the bat. And I was hooked at the beginning and now seeing <laughs> the evol- evolution of, uh, what you guys have done, just even having the speakers on your phone at, at convention to the mm-hmm. interaction, the different breakout sessions. I mean, it is fully interactive, and I always come away, my wife always says, well, what do you need to go to another clinic for? I, I said, I, I always come away from not only the, the, the depth of the speakers, and John Smoltz was speaking uh, a couple of years ago, and, and you always have mm-hmm. a few pro guys. You have the, the guys that are in the trenches in the college, scene, but you also have guys that are talking about leadership and all those things. And now mm-hmm. the expanding the horizons, I, I'm really excited about what ABCA is continuing to do. And I appreciate you, and you got a good man and Andrew Bartman, too. Cause, um, That's right. I, I've been uh, blessed to, to know him for several years, and I guess since he's working for you, I might not see him at our, our baseball field in the summer working for different tournament companies. <laughs> but he's a good uh, man, and I know, I know you know that. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. He was a no-brainer. I think, uh, like I mentioned, he's already hit the ground running. He's got such a fire in his belly to – uh, continue to build upon the things we're doing here, and especially for his relative uh, demographics. He's got some work to do, again, to be better for youth coaches and uh, bring the high school and travel coaches back into the fold a little bit deeper. And we've got some work to do, but we're, we're fired up about it. We've got a great staff here, and we're just excited about this year. And we do appreciate both of your all support and, and anything that, for having us on the show and for promoting the event. We really do appreciate it. And, Jim, I know – you can drive to Indianapolis. I know I'll see you in January, my friend. <laughs> I won't miss that. You know that. <laughs> That's right. I got to come down there and maybe get a get a dinner on your tab or something. You and Tim between you <laughs> anytime, and Tim. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who's got the bigger expense account. Yeah, down that there. PE you money spends well. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> well, Sheets, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I I think I'd like to have you back on after after this wraps up, just to get kind of a, a yeah. you know your thoughts on how it went things. As always, with anything, you know, you look at, okay, I thought this was well. I think we can improve on this. And maybe a mm-hmm. call out to listeners to say, hey, what would you like to see? Those are always good things. But And then we can just yeah. kind of lead in a little bit maybe and prepare people for the uh, the upcoming convention. I think that would be a great follow-up to this. Be outstanding. I would appreciate the opportunity, man. It would be great. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're always welcome on here. You know that anytime you guys have something nah, going absolutely. on. Yeah, seriously, if you guys ever have something going on there you need to talk about, you know you can always use us as a as a resource for you guys. No doubt. Thank you very much. All right, Sheets. We'll talk to you soon, bud. I guess I'll see you at the field. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll see you on the 16th. See you soon.
That is uh, Coach Sheets from the ABCA. Again, um, a quality uh, organization that is doing a lot of great things when it comes to uh, it comes to coaches and, and what they're trying to do. Tim, I know you're proud to be a part of that organization. Um, you know, you probably can't even quantify how much knowledge you've picked up there. I mean, is it even? Can you even well, try to? I think the. Uh, I mean, you, if you go to a convention, it's it's a two and a half days. And uh, some of the college guys are there for meetings uh, even prior to that and even some high school guys as well. But um, I think it's not it's even beyond just the speakers. It's just the interactions with the coaches and hearing what they're going through. And then uh, the, the best thing about baseball, like I mentioned earlier, baseball coaches is the ability to share. And no, nobody's sitting there acting like they know everything, but everybody's picking each other's brains. And, boy, I love doing that, whether it's a – a college coach or whether it's a, a high school guy or a lot of times even just touching base and interacting with college guys about recruiting and trying to stay upbeat so I can bring it back to, to our program and, and our community. So uh, it's what a great format it is. And I, I meant what I said as far as the expansion that they have. I know I'm on the committee that for coaching certification, and I think they're going to start moving forward with some of that and I'm interested to see the uh, or hear the update uh from sheets on uh, a couple of weeks and see where that that is but um I think there's a lot of things USA baseball and major league baseball and the ABCA are all kind of working in conjunction and I think that's great for the game and I think everybody realizes that that's that's great for our country and how the sport goes but this is also international um, far as the ABCA is concerned, you know it's you're tied in here. Obviously, unfortunately, you're linked to me and Swibble. I mean, we always look to you for advice and things like that. And you've been a great ambassador for us as far as helping us and you know keeping the level-headed thought about baseball. And you've always been one to donate your time when we've tried to have clinics and things like that. It's something we take serious as a group. I mean, we you know we've grown into two hundred select baseball teams, yeah. and it's not the biggest area. I mean, it's not like it's a tiny town, but you know, it's multiple counties. And you sit there and you look at it and you think, you know, ultimately we are and we aren't responsible for these people, and you know you can only do so much for them. So we've tried to have the clinics, we've tried to do things. Mm -hmm. One of the things we've tried to take more serious over the last couple of years is finding a way to get these coaches certified. Right. And, you know, you take into account as a guy that runs an organization, well, these guys are volunteers, they have jobs, they do yeah. this, they do that. So you try to find something. So, you know, that's something that I'm hoping through what you guys are doing or whatever, that we can find a way to get these guys to understand. And it, it's, not a, it's not a disrespectful thing to the coaches that the guys are doing their thing. We get that. But at the same time, you know, I understand we got to make sure we're doing things the right way too. And you got to protect yourself a little bit as well along the way. Yeah. I, I think the ma or the USA soccer, USA hockey, they have a pipeline or a pathway. If you want to coach, you get certified that way. And uh, I'm guessing baseball wants to do that in some capacity. And there's always, I've heard it from parents that coach soccer, like, Hey, I'd like to coach soccer, but I can't make it to the, the certification meeting or it's harder to do those things and we we all live busy lives but i think uh you whenever i i, I follow twitter some not as as many as probably most but I've, I've followed twitter and the abca and and uh coach corbin for vanderbilt tweets out how influential the abca has been in his life and he's a past president and all these different things and 
I mean, I grasped that at a young age that there's a lot of influential people. I heard Tommy Lasorda speak at a clinic uh, at, at ABCA, and uh, then I spoke with him briefly on the side, which was great. I mean, Tommy Lasorda here, and uh, he he basically said that I, I learned something about baseball every single day, and I'm th- I'm humbled by him uh, saying that and knowing how how much more I want to continue to learn and and the the lifelong uh, pathway for it. But I think. Uh, I, I think it'll be really neat to see uh, what's put together as far as the certification and and giving. I think it's basically um, the uh, the people as far as the college, the the professionals, Major League Baseball, everything putting together uh, a pathway for coaches that that want uh, to be influenced and trying to figure out how they can inf- influence our youth in an effective manner. And that's, that's a continuous process, I'm sure, even in the established sports that have coaching certifications. Well, you know, I, I've used this a couple times on the show, and just when I've, you know, I talk to a lot of people about this, it almost becomes ridiculous how many people are just interested. But, you know, I always use, I think you were there, the example of that coaches clinic in St. Louis when the guys from Missouri State were there, and they had just come off that really nice run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they did a. They asked them guys. They did a defensive clinic, if you remember that. Yeah. And, um, oh yeah, I remember. The two guys were there, and uh, Joey Hawkins was with them, yep. who was drafted by the Cardinals um, or signed. I don't remember. Either way, he 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 had a, a stint with the Cardinals, and I think he was like a four year starter and was like one of the best defensive shortstops in the country. And uh, they did this clinic and they did this breakout session, and Joey uh, and and these two coaches and their names escape me right now, but mm-hmm. I I actually interviewed him and it was unbelievable, but. What the amazing thing was, both those guys were very young guys mm-hmm. that were probably just starting their coaching careers. Joey Hawkins just graduated and was did signed with the Cardinals, and here these three young guys are carrying a breakout session. And as I look over, because I was there with Justin, and, and, and like I said, I think you were in the audience. Mm-hmm. I look over and I see all these guys that are probably anywhere from at least five years older than them to, in some cases, thirty to forty years older than these young men. And everybody fixated on them as they talked about all the defensive work that they put into their practices in their off-season training. And I mean to tell you, there wasn't anybody sitting there that wasn't like I just engulfed in what they were saying, taking notes, everybody with their phones out videoing what these guys were talking about. It's amazing to me that some of the best coaches can recognize talent and the ability to coach and teach. And, and they don't take that for granted. And that's what we're talking about here. And this is why I think this thing is special. I think the breakout sessions this year for ABCA, uh, especially for youth coaches, because mm-hmm. I know it's something they take serious. And that's something they've struggled with. You know, how do we get youth coaches to take a weekend or a few days to give of their time, take a day or two off of work, or take a weekend away from soccer or basketball because it's in the off season, whatever it is, wrestling, hockey. Take a couple of days and come down here and spend it with us and, and try to get better. Uh, it is hard, and I think they recognize that. But you know what? Rather than just saying, well, it is what it is, they're trying. And that's that's why I know we applaud them here. Yeah, well, just like with the, uh, September 16th or if you go to Mizzou on the 17th um, or the rest of the barnstorming tour, you're dedicating some time. And, and whether you even stop by for just the morning and you don't want to stick around for me at the end, hopefully, Jim, <laughs> you'll stick around at the end. Well, I think I'll have to. <laughs> I think I'll but, have uh, to. If you if you have a day there or a half a day, uh, it's going to be more uh, more than worth your time. And then uh, from the standpoint of the ABCA, if you can make it a day and a half, or I mean, I think it'll open a lot of eyes. And if you can get a 
I know if I had a youth team or a few youth teams together and you could get uh, three or four guys to, or even two guys just to travel to Indianapolis and have a guy's weekend, I mean, you're going to get – you're going to be full of baseball and you saw the just the camaraderie and, um, I mean, you might walk by a, a guy that's at the College World Series and he might have a 10-minute discussion with you about baseball and uh, – be in awe, <laughs> awe of it or see a, a, a big leaguer and be able to talk to him. But you might also talk to a guy at a college that you've never heard of and pick up a lot of baseball knowledge. So there's a, what I've learned is there's a lot of great quality guys and um, great, uh, great information that's out there, and it's a great source uh, for that. You know, I, I was telling somebody that to think that these college coaches aren't in – ingrained in what you guys are doing as high school coaches and some of these top summer teams, you know, walking through that lobby with Justin Stone and then Rick Strickland and watching the college coaches come up to him and pull him to the side and say, hey, I'm looking for this. Do you have this? And then on the flip side, to watch these guys be honest with these guys and say, you know what, right now, coach, I don't have somebody at your level, but I'll, but I'll be on the lookout. And, you know, hey, there's a kid that doesn't play for me, but he plays for this organization. It, it is amazing that at the end of the day, these guys ultimately, you don't realize it, but by what they need, they kind of have your kid's interest in mind as well. And they, everybody does do a good job, whether that's you at the high school level, the guys at the summer program level that are just trying to help kids get where they need to go. It's not always where they should go. You know, We talk about that a lot too on the show. Kids want to go here, want to go there. Sometimes they should go where they should go. That's, that's a whole other show. But I think this thing gives that a chance to really breathe and get people together and it's just another opportunity for you guys to do what it is you do and help kids so I think it's you know again for me I don't I don't know how you don't look at this and, and think this is a great opportunity yeah the networking opportunities are amazing and for whether it's it's um, <clears throat> me going to a clinic and and also talking to different people and and uh, being on a all-state committee or or something like that and just sharing the relationships and and being able to maybe travel to a tournament and have a have a, a hitting facility or a place to hit at there's endless opportunities and I think that is true for all levels and um, it, it's an exciting time I think I, I love the direction that the ABCA is going and and reaching out to taking these uh, new steps to to seek uh, seek the the guys that want baseball knowledge. Okay, now I'm a, I might be putting you on a spot here. Let's see how – you've done a great job with all this part. Do you have this thing figured out on how people can learn more about the event and sign up? Is it as simple as going to abca.org, clicking on the barnstorming clinics? Yeah, there's a registration right next to the uh, – if you, if you go – if you click on the tab there. Oh, I did it. Okay. Uh, on the right side of it, it should have a registration, so you should be taken care of there. If not, you can show up the day of the event. Uh, okay. And do that as well, unless Sheets calls us back and says that's not possible. But uh, uh, I'm sure that is the case, and uh, and it'll be a fun day. So hopefully we'll have good weather. If not, I'm sure we'll find a place indoors to 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 share ideas. And and I know the the SLU facilities uh, improved immensely over the years, and and a beautiful campus. And now they got a a beautiful all turf field uh, to work off of. But they also have an indoor facility that's. Uh, state-of-the-art as well so um, their, their program continues to to make strides forward and Darren does a great job uh, annually with that that group so yeah pretty simple abca.org halfway down barnstorming clinics you'll for this particular one you'll scroll down just a just an inch or two you'll see the st louis one click on the event they'll get some information from you you can get signed up 
great event again i can't tell you how much i i recommend this this is a this is an amazing opportunity for for anybody really at the end of the day to uh to try to get better so looking forward to seeing how it goes tim i wanted to tell you as our as our guest this week uh we have a new i'm proud to announce this that you're the very first recipient of this we um you know obviously you're you're aware and i know you're familiar with the rope trainer it's uh you were at the event where they kind of made their debut, and they had John yep. Smoltz in. They were talking about the benefits of it versus other things, what it does. I know you're a guy that takes arm care very seriously. Well, something new that uh, since the rope trainers come on board, we've had a lot of people inquire about it, a lot of things going on. Something new they want to try is uh, our guests from now on will receive a rope trainer. Um, our ask of you, because typically it's going to be somebody involved in the game of baseball, we're asking you to kind of fool around with it a little bit, yeah. maybe check out some of the videos on it, see how you can incorporate it. You know, for you, um, I know you have a pitching guy, but you also have kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you can incorporate it a little bit into what you're doing and maybe come back on later on and just give us your general thoughts on, on what you liked about it, maybe some things you'd like to see, just things like that. I applaud these guys as they, they essentially just want to get better and mm-hmm. they want to reach more people. So they're actually going to use our show to touch real people with their device and give it an opportunity to get some real assessment. I mean, they hear from us all the time, right? I mean, you know, yeah, I know they sponsor my show. They're a part of my show. So naturally, I'm going to sit here and tell you what a great thing is. I'm sitting here telling you that, again, I am not a rocket scientist. I leave that data and stuff like that to Chris Verna, who you saw on stage. Mm-hmm. Who was, yeah. was, was that not amazing what he oh, did yeah. with those guys? But um, I leave that to him. What I'm telling you is, is I believe in it because at the end of the day, guys like Tim, guys like Darren Hendricks, it made me realize how serious this arm care problem is. These guys are trying to help. So they want you to be able to hear it from real everyday people, and the very first guy is going to be you. So, well, great. So well, we'll get we'll get it over to you and uh, get you some information about it. And well, you get a guy like John Smoltz <laughs> talking about it. That's impactful. And and if anybody's heard him, if anybody saw him pitch, you know he was a great player. But to, see, to hear him commentate and his love for the game, and I know he wouldn't endorse it unless it's a great tool. So I look forward to to utilize and give you the feedback and uh, hopefully it, it increases my longevity to throw <laughs> batting practice and I don't have to work on the uh, the softball one so I can just do flips <laughs> forward but uh, thanks for that Jim yeah thanks I might drive show. I drive by uh, the field before I see you throwing BP and you'll be getting loose with your I, rope training I might I might That'd you know good. these guys honestly I, I do appreciate them because you know when you do something like this I told them you know you run the risk of some guy coming back going I don't get it or you yeah. know hey i I could just use the towel, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're like, listen, that's not good enough. Yeah. I mean, people need to get educated. Plus, you know, they're like, listen, if somebody didn't find value in it, we need to know why because we right. need to make sure they understand what it's for. So I applaud them very much. It takes takes a lit, little bit to stick it yeah. out there a little bit and say, hey, we want the listeners to actually try yeah. this and, and give us some feedback. So you're the first one. What do you think All of that? All right. This just worked out, I didn't it? I feel pretty special. Yeah, this just I'm, worked out, didn't I'm it? I'm sitting up a little higher in my chair. I'm using well, the short guy in the room. Well, and again, it's a, it's, it, it is a quality product put together by quality people, and that does remind us to, to remind you that we are brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check them out at theropetrainer.com today. That'll bring us to our rope report by our good friend, Kurt McNabb. I know you guys are, are loving this segment each and every week. Uh, you know, Kurt comes on, tells you a little bit about the rope trainer, how to use it, things that are just going on within the game of baseball. Dirtbag Baseball Nation is very lucky to have Kurt running such a quality program up there. Uh, let's listen in and hear what he has for us this week. Hey, hey, Dirtbags. I'm Kirk McNabb, and it's great to be back with you for another week of the rope report. Wow, do I have a lot of phone calls to make when I get home tonight. On behalf of Dirtbag Baseball Nation and the Rope Trainer, I can't thank each and every one of you enough 
for your inquiries and wanted me to reach out to you personally and to explain in more detail about both our throwing program as well as how I implement the rope trainer into it. I can honestly feel the nation growing every day and it's because all of you are spreading the word about who we are and what we believe in. So thank you for helping us create this movement. Now, I want to continue talking about never being complacent in this game of baseball or making excuses why you're not becoming a better ball player. Your job is to remember this game doesn't owe any of us anything. And our job is to remind you every time you act like it does. Every one of us who plays or coaches owe this game, and we have to earn our place in it. Youth sports, with baseball being right up there at the top, is a $15 billion a year industry of mostly privatized instruction, organizations, recruiting companies, and tournaments. This has led to people making a lot of money in each of these areas. Now, I have no issue with this as we live in a free choice society. What I do have an issue with is these people need you to help put food on their table, gas in their vehicle, etc. So what ends up happening is they end up telling you, the customer, what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. They don't want to lose your money, so it's easy for them to just make you happy because we are a society of tell me what I want to hear people. We won't do that at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and neither will the rope trainer. We want accountability from you, and you should want it from us. Becoming your best friend and most trusted friends should be earned, and that's how we like it. If something we tell you hurts your feelings, that should be our job in order to make you better as a ball player and as a human being. We want to be your trusted arm care specialists and baseball knowledge people, so we work our tails off at it every day. And that's why we teamed up with the rope trainer. Obviously, the rope isn't able to talk, but it will always validate whether you are throwing correctly or not. It tells you through feel instead of words, and that's one of the reasons we like it so much, because it forces you to learn how to feel your body during every single throw. You don't need a coach telling you and overloading your head with information that more times than not is wrong anyways. The rope isn't going to treat you like a baby, and tell you it's okay when it's not. It forces you to learn to be accountable, just like us. Because if you use it properly and diligently, you will feel the power within you. Once you learn to feel the power you have within, then you should be motivated to continue to use it accordingly, whether you're on the field, in the bullpen, at a park, or simply at home. Everyone knows I just spent the last three weeks over here in France doing baseball development and if you think for one second I babied or lied to anyone about what a great job they were doing, if they weren't, you couldn't be more wrong. I have no problem at all giving praise when praise is due or if a player or coach is out working like a dirtbag because that's what we're all about. I've come back, but the rope trainers have stayed because they know now how important they are to our overall throwing program. If you are interested in having me come and talk about throwing, pitching or catching, or train your program or association, please contact me, Kirk McNabb, at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. It's what we do. I want you to keep telling all your teammates, friends, and family about the Rope Report by Dirtbag Baseball Nation on Youth Baseball Talk and how they can get a rope trainer by going to www.theropetrainer.com now. Be sure to enter Dirtbag 5 at checkout so that we know you heard about it here. 
If you have any questions or comments in regards to throwing, pitching, or catching, please email us at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. I want you to keep following and liking us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And you check out our website at www.dirtbagbaseballnation.com to find out what else we offer. We'd love to have you send us photos of you and your teammates being dirtbags, and we'll post them on our sites. Until next week, you know what we say, let's get dirty. Great stuff, as always, from my man, Kirk McNabb. And again, uh, special thanks to theropetrainer.com and, of course, every week for Kirk bringing the rope report. And again, our special guest this week, Coach Tim Funkhauser, will receive his rope trainer, and we can look forward to him coming. We'll give him some time to mess around with it. I know his off-season's coming up. He might be able to incorporate it, but we'll get him back on and hear what he has to say. You know, interestingly enough, my first involvement with the rope trainer came at the ABCA. Uh, Learned all about it from Earl Perrin when I met him and uh, you heard Coach Funkhauser mention uh, Corbin and how influential ABCA was him. I attended that uh, that Hall of Fame dinner, and I met John Smoltz and listened to him talk. And as Tim mentioned, if you ever hear him talk, for him to be so passionate about this makes me want to makes me want to pay attention. I also that day heard David Price talk about the role that Coach Corbin played in his life and who he became as a person, not just a baseball player. So, again, the ABCA is an important thing, and I, I do suggest you at least give it a minute of your time and see if it fits for you. Another guy that's a permanent fixture at the ABCA, and you can hear him each and every week here on Youth Baseball Talk, is my friend and yours, the great Justin Stone, and of course his his staff up there, which includes Travis Kerber from EliteBaseball.tv. Let's hear from him. Take it away, guys. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone with another episode of EliteBaseball.tv's Tip of the Week. And one of the things I try to do in this podcast is let you know some common hitting misconceptions, but more importantly, give you the why to why we teach certain things. And this one is definitely in tune with the way the front shoe lands as a hitter. As a youth athlete, I was always taught that I wanted to have a closed front side. Many of you, probably somewhere around my age listening to this podcast today, were probably taught the same thing. That we wanted to be closed, a closed front door with the stride foot. And that would keep my front shoulder onto the pitcher longer and my body square to home plate, which in turn was thought to give us a cleaner path directly through the ball, to hope for extension later on in the swing. What we in turn find out is that when I keep a completely closed front shoe, and that would be my shoe being parallel to the front edge of home plate, that that actually can elongate my swing because it blocks my front hip from opening as my backside turns and means I have an obstruction. There's something in the way that doesn't allow my hands to freely stay tight to my body and through the ball. Therefore, my hands have to get around my front leg and then come back off of my front hip, which gives you the dreaded long swing path and rollover off your front side. And I say to guys all the time, nothing will ruin a good swing path better or quicker than a bad stride foot. And so if my stride foot lands completely closed, it can give us a negative effect of a longer and slower swing. But then just recently, a very popular MLB video came out about Josh Donaldson. And it changed the way people started to think about the stride foot, where he said he lands open on purpose to the pitcher and allows him to free up his hips. And here's the hitting misconception. Just because a big leaguer with a lot of success does this does not mean it's the right style or fit for you. The front shoe is really a non-teach. It's a byproduct of when my lower body begins to fire. Players like Josh Donaldson with a longer load stride mechanism, a guy that's lifting his knee higher, it's very typical for their back glute to begin to fire before their shoe even hits the ground or right as their toe is touching the ground. 
Because of this, if my hips stay intact, and that means my hips are staying as one unit together, and the backside is firing, that means my front hip is retracting, it's pulling rearward. And that will open the shoe to be more pointed towards the pitcher. What is more commonplace? What do most guys do? Most guys are going to begin the lower body rotation or firing right as their toe touches the ground, which will mean their front hip will begin to open, placing the front shoe at more of a 45 degree angle when they get into their heel plant and through rotation. That is most commonplace, somewhere around that 45 degree mark. But having players that open up their toe to the pitcher on purpose without the the stride style that would reflect that later on can actually disconnect your hips, pull them apart, and give you the opposite effect too of a longer, slower, and sluggish lower body turn and less bat speed. So you have to find the style that fits for you. And just mimicking your favorite big leaguer doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to fit for you. And I've had players that do this from nine years of age because they want to hit like their favorite star on TV but I've had professional players coming in here doing the same thing. And I said, well, somebody on my team or in my organization has had success doing it this way, so I do too. And that doesn't mean it's right for you. And you've heard me talk about this several times on the podcast. Find the style that fits you and the way your body moves within that style. And just like your thumbprint, everybody is unique in their mechanics in terms of the way their body is going to act within that particular style. So when I had hitters at the pro level doing this on purpose, it was actually spreading their hips open like an accordion and giving them a negative effect of slowing them down versus staying tight with the turn, keeping my hips intact, and just letting the foot be how it is. When it lands, you're going to be unique, and I don't want to try to do anything coaching my foot, and that's really the only time I have to adjust it, is when a guy is too closed, I'm saying you don't need to do that on purpose. Or when a guy is open his foot all the way open to the pitcher on purpose, I say, you don't need to do that on purpose. Let the foot be a non-teach. Let it be a reflection of when your lower body and glutes are firing. So just trying to clear that up for you, the why of why we're doing things. And I go into more depth on this today in our members blog that you can check us out. We do one video every week of a longer description of what we're doing daily in the cage. And you can follow along with what I'm doing in the cage and get that same instruction for your athlete at EliteBaseball.tv. Come check us out. Till next week, this is Justin Stone, and I'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always, and you know the gang at EliteBaseball.tv never disappoints. Make sure you check it out today. I know that their information can help you whether you're 8 years old or 18. These guys are there to help you get better and be the best player you can be. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I brought up today Blast uh, Motion is a, is a sponsor of, this, uh, of these barnstorming clinics. It's wonderful uh, information. It's a wonderful device that, again, if you know how to read it and you know how to use it, it can really help your player. But, again, it's something that, you know, may not be for everybody right now. You need to make sure you have somebody using it that knows how to utilize it. One of those guys, Rick Strickland, my friend and yours from the St. Louis Pirates, who's sponsored by Blast Baseball and is part of that Blast Motion team. Let's hear from Rick now this week and hear what he has for us. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Glad to be back on the show again this week answering questions from the wonderful audience about all things youth baseball and you know how we can give information out to them that may help them prove it but this week's question was a very interesting question because it's one that you know in uh, youth baseball we address you know consistently you know almost to a point that you address it every day um, and uh, uh, got to the point that you know one of the most popular documents out there is a document uh, a letter that 
Coach Mike Matheny of the St. Louis Cardinals wrote called the Manifesto, Parent Manifesto. And uh, the question this week was, Coach, your thoughts on Mike Matheny's manifesto and the premise that we should basically leave our kids alone when they get to the field. You know, I talk about that every day in our club program and, you know, how to handle things and, you know, time frames and things of that nature. But I think the competitive nature of, of the parents and just from the standpoint as parents, we'd like to make sure that our kids are are always in this situation, put them in the best situation for success. That's not how sports works. I mean, sports works uh, basically uh, from a standpoint that you put kids in that environment for social activities, but also an opportunity for them to compete and make themselves the best player that they ha they can make. You know, I uh, talk to parents all the time about the uh, problematic situation that if we have to be addressed by a parent because of a playing situation or lack thereof a playing situation, really and truly that's all you um, that's all you need to know that the parent has to come to you to advocate for their son uh, or daughters to be in in the lineup um, you very rarely have I seen I'm sure it happens uh, in the communities uh, sports communities all over the country uh, but but very ra rarely do you see a coach who puts a kid on a team that really has a personal vendetta uh, and wants to hurt uh, somebody else's child. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, uh, but rarely do you see a situation there. Usually what you see, especially in, in parent coach teams, is you see a parent that is acting just like the parent who complains, and that is they put their child uh, in a situation that they view uh, is going to get a chance for kids to promote their kid and put them in a better situation for success. And that's not necessarily right, but it's the right of the uh, coach, if he's taking his volunteer, volunteering his time to build a team around his his kid, you, know, you should expect some of that to play. The problem with everybody wants a professional paid coach at the youth levels, and that's extremely expensive, uh, and probably not at a, not to the point that you're going to pay people to do that and they're going to make a substantial living at doing that. Heck, even in the professional mar market, you know, coaches don't get paid all that well. So you can imagine that really the clear path and the gateway for coaching is to have these volunteer coaches to go out there and do, do it. And they take a lot of time and resources away from their families trying to put these things together. So hopefully parents will have respect for that when they are trudging above of it. But at the end of the day, these parents that complain, they want their kids to be successful, there's usually a common thing amongst those athletes. Uh, and those athletes have the dogged determination to make themselves better, regardless of parent intervention uh, at this point. So when I, I see these athletes all the way up from, from youth sports all the way into the professional and college frame, they share common quality. And that is they are extremely passionate about what it is that they do, and they want to be successful and good at it. Rarely do we see a kid who doesn't show up to practice, doesn't put in extra work, but parents are always complaining about playing time and where they play on the field and from a baseball or fast pitch perspective where they hit in the lineup. Very rarely do you find that those kids turn out to be extremely successful at the sport. My history has shown me is that the kids who are really engaged and really want to be good with, with the sport really don't need a whole lot of parent engagement with the coach at this point in time. So from my perspective is, you know, you raise your child to get after as hard as you can uh, hopefully you can uh, uh, instill in that kid uh, that there's a passion to be good and great at the sport. When you do that, then you, you're going to have a situation where you can sit in the bleachers and just watch your, your athletes perform. And also you have to come to real truths with this, and that is sometimes 
you know, for most of us, that we're not going to play professional sports. Uh, we may not even play college, collegiate sports. Uh, it is an opportunity to go out there and enjoy yourself and compete. And that's one of the things that get lost a lot of times. You know, kids are not competing. They're being handed things and handed opportunities. That's the broken model that we have right now in select baseball, which I'm a part of, is that you don't make kids compete for spots you actually hand it. So there is a, a um, uh, situation where kids expect to play uh, instead of earning their rights to play. Uh, and that's the problem. And when those kids have those expectations, so do the parents. So I think from my perspective, I think you should expect the kid to go out and work his tail off. Uh, and if he does all those things like that in youth sports, I know that there are a lot of good coaches out there that do reward kids for, for their efforts and being able to get out there on the field. And from a parent's perspective, we do have to come to the real truth that, that we have to also be honest with our, our kids. And I tell my daughter, you know, wherever you hit in the lineup, that's, that's, that's kind of where you hit. If you want to bat first, I'm, I'm for that. But you're going to have to get in the cage and put in the work to make yourself a better player. If you don't want to do that, don't expect the handouts from, from your coach. Uh, and don't expect me to sit behind the dugout yelling and screaming at your coach for playing time. I'm just not going to do that. And I tell my daughter all, all the time like that. I love Joe Madden's term, you know, try, to, try not to suck today, which I use with my, my kid all the time. You know, be good, uh, be passionate about what you do, and always strive to get better. And if you do that, then good things will come to you on the baseball and fast pitch side. And that's what I tell my kid. Uh, but, you know, I, I can I'll end this by saying this, Jim. I remember I was watching my, young, my youngest daughter play soccer. And of course, I don't know much about the sport. I decided I wanted to be a parent and yell something. And this child stopped in the middle of the game and looked at me and said, Dad, shut up. All right, you know nothing about soccer. And the parents to my left and right were cracking up laughing. And I think that's the last time I've ever spoken uh, loud at a at a competition for my kids. So something I, I'm really, really passionate, you know, figure it out. And if it's not the right thing for you, when it's all said and done, we'll pack up and we'll move to something else and we'll find something that you're passionate about. So that's what I say. Just, you know, parents, do they need to stay out of it? They need to be supportive if they possibly can. Uh, more than anything, they're going to give uh, a, a benefit to their kid if they're really pushing that kid to, to be the best that they can possibly be. And, and they got to let them fail. And when they fail, they got to be encouraging to get themselves, help these kids pick themselves off the ground but, and then move on from there. But, so I don't have a lot of sympathy. A lot of times when kids don't get an opportunity to play, usually, usually it's because the kids haven't paid the price to be as good as they can. So I, I can talk about that subject forever. Uh, because every day we're faced in our in our business uh, different variations of questions or uh, parents that, that mingle or, or want to be involved in this process so much. But you know, a lot of times when you're at the level that we are, you're all also coaching kids and you also train parents as well. And that's kind of been our philosophy. When you have really good athletes, you also have to train the parents to be parents of a really good athlete for the most part. That's it just this week, Jim. I can't wait for next week's question. Thanks again for having me on the show. Look forward to talking to you soon. If uh, any of you guys have additional questions, you can reach out to us to trainrsb.com. Uh, you know that we run the St. Louis Pirates uh, program. It's a tryout time again. You can find the tryout form at stlouispirates.org if you're interested in, uh, in from 14U to 17U baseball here in the St. Louis area. Thanks again, Jim. Talk to you next week. Great stuff, as always, from my friend and yours, Rick Strickland with St. Louis Pirates baseball and Blast Motion. Well, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week, Tim. Um, thanks for being on. I do uh, appreciate it. And, again, I, uh, you know, I wish you luck on the upcoming season. Probably have you back on. Well, we'll have you back on again, let you talk about the rope a little bit before you get. Yeah. I know once uh, – you're busy anyway, but I know once uh, 
you know, once March gets here, you're off limits. So I have to have you back well, on well, in the winter. Well, thanks for having me today, and I'm I'm just glad to be able to help promote ABCA and and get the uh, get the uh, word out to everybody. And that's that was the main goal. That Sheets asked us to reach out to people, and and I couldn't think of a better uh, better source here. Uh, this this podcast is I mean it, it's far reaching, and uh, it's a great way to help amplify uh, knowledge and and help people out there and and share. And uh, that's exciting about baseball in general and and the people that are involved with it um you know again people have lived a little bit through me you know in the journey this this last baseball season uh you know that group of kids you had um some of them contributed for three years um you know special group that group won like 73 baseball games in a matter of what five months just because of the legion thing too they won state and yeah. legion it went on to the the regionals Pretty, pretty, pretty awesome group. What do you do for an encore there? <laughs> uh, you know what? Every year's a little different. And uh, I always go through probably a little depression myself because I know that my time's come with a lot of those guys. And uh, then, then you take some downtime and, and you know that they're going to continue with their experiences, whether they're playing collegiately or whether they're just pursuing uh, their energy towards uh, fully towards their degree and or expand in other areas of their lives and it's fun to hear them um feel hear them come back and tell their stories and share opportunities uh, uh along their journey but uh we'll 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 be ready to get rolling uh with our weights in off season and and be ready for spring and you never know what can entail uh so it'll be exciting time uh, as it as it is annually well i appreciate everything you did personally like i said i you know I, uh, I dropped my son off at Illinois College, and he'll begin his baseball career. It's crazy to think he's, you know, getting an opportunity in college. He's been you know, documented on the show. I'd say yeah. he's done okay. I mean, he's not a great player, but I think he found a great situation for him. And at the end of the day, like we've talked about on here, this is his D1 for him. Oh, to yeah. be completely honest, you know, he just wants to go up there and play, and, and you know, he's excited about it. And, again, it kind of goes into what we talked about earlier. If you go to these events like ABCA – there is something for everybody. You know, everything isn't around Power Five Conference. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to realize that both as coaches, parents, influencers, and people that just generally love the game. This thing isn't – how many kids are going to get to play in the Power Five? Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of kids that just want to play. Well, Coach Eckhouse is a, is a great man, and uh, I've had a chance to, to uh, work at the University of Illinois Clinic with him in the past. And uh, also hearing uh, Coach Jones itch whenever he was at University of Illinois, spoke at a clinic one time when I was very young uh, in my coaching career. And uh, I just heard him say that whenever people talk about, hey, can I play at Illinois? Can I play at Illinois? And, and the, the, the uh, phrase that he used was everybody has a level that they can play at. And I think that's exciting. So my level was not going to be on TV <laughs> And uh, but I enjoyed playing uh, the game and the, those experiences and those experiences carry on. I was just texting one of my my buddies this past week that he ended up making the big leagues, Rick Short, and he's done some scouting and now he's the the hitting coach in uh, Missoula, I believe it is Montana. And it's just it, it's fun to those memories that he's having right now will continue to carry on. And uh, that goes on at every single level. And there's a lot of great people at all levels. And uh, 
it's it's a fun experience playing the game of baseball. You know, I I happened to see him this weekend. My other son played up there <laughs> in a perfect game deal, mm-hmm. that local regional one they had up at Lens. Yeah. So got to see him, and and I asked him how how it was going, and you know he's so excited. He it, it doesn't it, he he just wants to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it, it, he told me he goes, I can't imagine not playing right now. Yeah. I just want to play. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Like I said, I think these things, these, these clinics, and you guys taking time out in an effort to help people get a little bit more educated, a little smarter. Um, it's more than just hitting drills and pitching drills. There's a lot more to this game. Uh, if you open up your mind a little bit and listen to some people, I think you'll find some help. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all really need is a little bit of help trying to get better. So hats off to guys like you, Tim, and, and, and your crew here again. This is the, uh, the ABCA Barnstormers Clinic. It's on success, it's September 16th. It's at St. Louis University's baseball field. Go to abca.org, click on the Barnstormers Clinics, find out more information. If you're not from the St. Louis area, there, you know, chances are there's an event that's going to be close to you. Just check it out. Give them an opportunity, and again, I know you'll learn something. Uh, I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show through there. It's absolutely free. Check us out on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk. And, again, special thanks to lineupmedia.fm, all of their uh, their great staff here that makes the show sound as professional as it can do, and uh, producer Brian Crock who puts it all together and makes it sound right. Uh, again, couldn't do the show without the rope trainer. Uh, those guys are second to none, Chris Verna, John Smoltz, and, of course, the wonderful Oral Perrin and his friend Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation who bring you the Rope Report each and every week. Thanks to them again for their special gift to Coach Von Kauser and his own rope trainer. We'll get to hear from him soon. Uh, I'll give him some time here. We won't make him go out and learn how to use it all in one week, but we'll get him back on soon and let him give us his thoughts. Uh, for Coach Tim Von Kauser for the ABCA and, of course, lineupmedia.fm, I'm your host, Jim Cromer, and we will see you next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.